Welcome to The Buff Show, 94.9 FM, AM 950, The Answer, Orlando. Matt Buff, your host, great to be with you today in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Check out www.thebuffshow.com for show information. We're streaming everywhere, also online, facebook.com slash thebuffshoworlando, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, and on the podcast of your choice, whichever podcast you like to hear. Are you a Spotify person? Amazon? Anything you like to do the podcast on, that's where you can find The Buff Show. All that stuff is on thebuffshow.com. Great to have you. Big show for you tonight. Candidate for the House in Florida for District 30 for the State House, Drake Wirtz, is going to be back on the show. You're going to get a kick out of him. All kinds of commentary today of what happened over this weekend. Also, Drew Allen, author of the book Uncommon Sense, is going to be on the show with us as well. We're going to preview, since he's from California, right? We're going to be previewing the big election coming up between Gavin Newsom, his recall, Larry Elder. That's the three people involved. Gavin Newsom, the recall, and Larry Elder. You're going to get our predictions on the show and uh, we're going to see who's right because this is coming up tomorrow. It's a big deal. Is there going to be fraud? Is there going to be a recall? All these mail-in ballots, you know, gets this guy nervous. We've seen what's happened. Big weekend for the 9-11 commemorations. If you missed it, check out on thebuffshow.com, our 9-11 special we did on Saturday. The full show, the PowerPoint, the slides, everything that we covered in that hour is available on thebuffshow.com and also the presentation that we went over. We feel like it was important to go to the root of the problem and what happened. So check out that powerful presentation on thebuffshow.com. President Trump was out there in New York and other places talking to the police officers, getting pictures taken of them, really cool uh, discussions with local police on the ground talked about crime in New York. They talked about what could be done better. This Afghanistan disaster that Biden and his handlers should be removed for absolutely devastating what happened to our 13 American soldiers, but also how this has become a safe haven for terrorism. So that was a really cool thing to see. But then the Biden, uh, Obama-Clinton connection with their big black masks sitting there. While Trump is interacting with the people, they're just sitting there because they can't have Biden speaking without a teleprompter at these events. Even though Biden did get booed at a 9-11 wreath laying with uh, survivors of people who died in 9-11, and they did not like him. And all over college stadiums, Trump was getting props. Biden was getting hate. It was cool to get to see the crowds. We'll talk about that. But these guys keep put, picking on our kids. Fauci's back at it. Picking on our kids. We told you they're going to try to vaccinate our kids. Here it comes. You know, it sets up a strange situation, especially when you start talking about kids. I'll tell you a story. I walked to pick up my little girl at the bus stop yesterday after the CDC recommendations came out. I took off my mask. I waited for her. There was no one else around. She got off the bus with her little mask on. She had to wear her mask. I didn't on the walk home. 
when are kids going to be able to take off those masks and play outside at the playground? You know, that's going to be the same thing that I mentioned a moment ago. It's going to be a situation. Well, first of all, kids will ultimately wind up getting vaccinated. But you want to have some activity in that direction before they do. High school kids will likely get vaccinated as we get into the fall term. And children of any age will likely be vaccinated by the time we get to the end of the year. But let's not talk about the end of the year. Let's talk about the immediate or intermediate future. When children are out in the community, when you have 30, 40, 50,000 new infections per day, they are unvaccinated now because children can't get vaccinated now. And for that reason, they are more at risk of getting infected because they are out in the community where there is a lot of infection. When the community level starts to go way down, the risks to everybody, including the children, is going to be dramatically diminished. You can't dramatically diminish the infection rate in children any more <laughs> than it is now. The strong immune systems of the kids are doing a pretty good job. This is not, I mean, oh, cases, there's cases of positive rates. Yeah, because people are testing their kids that aren't sick and going, oh my God, you are positive for COVID, but you're not sick, not showing any symptoms. It's such a small number. This is absolutely insane. It was great to see packed football stadiums, kids and adults, everybody having fun. The fights. Remember the big fight in Vegas where they were chanting, we want Trump, we want Trump. They want, it was awesome. It, the America gave Biden the finger and Fauci the finger this week, this weekend. It was a great thing to see. All right. Whatever happened to Democrats saying things like this? So here's the thing. We, are, we cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. So now let's bring in a special guest with us, friend of the show and somebody we've endorsed. I'd like to welcome Drake Works to the program. Drake, great to see you, man. Great to be here, Buff. How are you, my friend? Oh, doing good, just rocking along, and I tell you what, it's really cool to see you out there, uh, not just celebrating your birthday, but the campaign kickoff, so from all mm-hmm. the Buff Show listeners, man, happy birthday, encourage everybody to check out VoteDrake.com, District 30 for the State House. it's going to be awesome, Drake, it seems like the momentum's bur- uh, building really big. It sure is. I appreciate the birthday wishes. I am 37 years young uh, as I sit here before you today. And I tell you what, man, I have never felt better physically, spiritually, emotionally. Um, it's been an incredible week. The campaign kickoff went fantastic. Um, uh, you know, great conservative friendly business Chianti's over in Sanford. They hosted us. Uh, it was a fantastic evening. And like you said, man, the momentum can only build up from here. Well, let's talk about that uh, background behind you there real quick. And for our radio listeners, there's a lot of American flags. There's a lot of MAGA. There's a lot of cool stuff. You're excited to make keep Florida great, huh? I sure <laughs> am, man. I sure have got my, <laughs> got my American flags here on the desk as well. And, you know, the Sim Dems, they're pushing this narrative that they're going to turn this county blue and that they're going to push their progressive, godless policies. You know, they tried to take over the school board last week and, you know, um, the director of the Sim Dems, and again, you know, they pardon my pardon my use of a little bit of, of foul language here, but she she said she had to spend eight hours in a room full of QAnon believing Trumpsters, and you know what I mean. It was just 
Like, my goodness, you know, it was absolutely awful. But we're going to keep this county red. We're going to move it further to the right. And, uh, yeah, man, we're, we're standing strong. We're going to defend our county. I want to remind everybody that that person he's talking about, her name is Lynn. Mm-hmm. And we invited her on the Buff Show, and she didn't want to come, didn't want to respond. So we clicked yeah. her videos and basically did an interview with her. You can find it on our uh, <laughs> You can find that on our downloads, thebuffshow.com, and our podcast. So check that yeah, she out. She called us all a-holes, right? Was that the word she used? Um, yeah, it was in the, the term ass and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, Something like but very, very classy. Moves. Yeah, yeah. Very, very uh, classy for a chairman of, a, of the Democrat Party. Well, you know what I find, Dre, because these people don't have an argument when nope. it comes to mass mandates on kids and keeping kids in this bio-prison of mm-hmm. medical tyranny. They don't have answers for that. So what they do is call names to the opposition mm-hmm. and make the opposition uh, try to belittle the opposition. And it's just, it doesn't work for me. Um, we've got a real problem here in this country with people picking on the school kids with these lockdowns and these mm-hmm. things that they're doing. Yet it was great to see this weekend, the football stadiums full the fight stadium's full mm-hmm. and the college stadium's full and no love for Joe Biden anywhere. America God. gave him his finger this weekend, Drake. <laughs> Absolutely. And, I, and look, there's a lot, even from Democrats, there is a lot of buyer's remorse going on uh, with Joe Biden. And, you know, with the liberals, whether it's Seminole County, Orange County, or anywhere here in the United States, one thing that I've concluded since my involvement getting, you know, getting involved in the political scene is that they hate facts. Liberals hate facts. They hate data. They run solely off of emotion. And like you said, they try to belittle the opposition. Uh, but look, this is the land of freedom and we're going to stand strong. And we are going to stand strong. And it's pretty cool to see people standing strong for our kids. Mm-hmm. We have this weird thing with the Biden regime. Um, they want to fight the Texas abortion law. And then yet they want to keep the kids in masks. And Dr. Fauci himself said this weekend that vaccine's coming for the kids. And then here we have a whole new set of mandates to to uh, go over, uh, to fight. The whole mm-hmm. new set of mandates to fight. And they're going to say, we need schools to require vaccines. What are your thoughts on this? Because it was all over the media this weekend. Well, you know, my my, you know, I'm questioning kind of that that narrative that they're pushing because there are so many other uh, treatments out there available, whether it's the monoclonal antibodies, whether it's ivermectin. I know everybody wants to deny ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or or just, you know, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, natural vitamins that are available uh, to help curtail this virus if you, you know, if, if you act early on. And especially with kids, I mean, they, you know, there is no evidence whatsoever that kids are super spreaders of this virus. You know, they want to deprive the kids of oxygen. They want to force a face diaper, you know, on their face, you know, and just rob them essentially of their innocence. You know, there are some, there are kids in schools in our country that have never seen their teacher's face. that have never seen another child's face in school because since their involvement of being involved in public school, they've been masked up for the last 18 months. It's sick and it's evil. And of course, of course, they want to fight the Texas abortion law. Uh, and, you know, they use euphemisms like a woman's right to choose or 
or, or my body, my choice. But apparently the my body, my choice doesn't apply to actual medical freedom. They talk, try to talk about medical care in the terms of abortion. Well, that is not medical care. That's actually murder and that's slaughter and that should be outlawed. And so, of course, they're going to try to fight back against that. But you know what? More people are actually realizing even on you know, even the mushy middle, they're starting to realize how evil and how violent the act of abortion is. And they're seeing the hypocrisy of the left. It's just, it's remarkable how double standard they are. When mm -hmm. it's abortion, that's not your body. That's somebody else. Exactly. When it comes to vaccines and masks, that is your body. Mm -hmm. Telling somebody what to put in their body and how to deal with their personal health choices. Unbelievable. You know, in New York, they have lockdowns on schools to where kids... They can't even play tag or sports outside and they have to wear a mask even when outside. This is the most unhealthy thing you can do. Drake, can you stick with us for one segment here? I absolutely can. It'd be my pleasure. I meant one more segment. If that's oh, okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I sure we'll be can. right back right here on The Buff Show. Stay with us. A boring website can make your company look really bad. <laughs> Poor rankings on Google, Yahoo, and Bing means your company does not exist to thousands of monthly searchers. I'm not even on the front page. Come out of hiding with JJC Marketing Solutions and get found to more and more new customers every day. At JJC Marketing Solutions, they offer state-of-the-art website creation, Google SEO, PPC campaigns, and social media marketing that makes your company stand out. No need to go with those national companies that only care about you on the first call. JJC Marketing is located right here in Sanford, and the goal is to help businesses like yours succeed. Get better results. Call 321-765-7710 or visit them at jjcmarketingsolutions.com. I'm somebody now! JJC Marketing Solutions. Welcome back to The Buff Show on 94.9 FM, AM 950, The Answer Orlando, streaming everywhere on Facebook, Twitter, Rumble, YouTube, and on thebuffshow.com, check out all the podcasting sites and our new Getter account. Check out Getter, the app. Jason Miller, you saw him on the show, heard him on the show. The Getter app, go to thebuffshow.com, click on that, follow The Buff Show, and join us on Getter. It's a cool place. You can do regular posts on there, and it's not doesn't have the glitches Parlor has, so that's awesome. Let's bring back in our uh, special guest today for District 30, the State House. Good friend of the show, Drake Wirtz. Drake, we were talking about the mask and stuff and the, the draconian lockdowns on the kids heading into the break, but now we have a maternity ward in New York that is closing down from delivering babies because the staff there doesn't want the forced vaccines. We're seeing wow. this forced vaccine pushback all over the place. And I'll get your take on that. But I was also watching like uh, NFL games this weekend and mm -hmm. thinking about what Biden said, if you're a hundred, a uh, hundred employees or more, you got to force vaccines. You got a maternity ward shutting down because of that. Think about a football team with the front office and the coaches mm -hmm. and the players. They're going to, are you going to shut down just everything because there's a few right. people that want to do it? That's, this is going to wreck the economy, Drake. Yeah, well, and, you know, with the medical staff, look, in 2020, there was all these info ads, and I'm sure you you saw it throughout of, you know, we're in this together, and, the you know, the healthcare heroes, and, and they were, you know, very heroic for, for working through that, especially early on when we, we didn't have an idea of kind of what this, what COVID could actually be. And now they're being, you know, now they're being 
you know, pushed aside because they don't want to take the vaccine, you know, whether it's the healthcare workers or whether it's city employees, firefighters, police officers that don't want to take this jab, they're now being villainized. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's absolutely insane. You know, last week, the pretender in chief, he, de- he essentially declared a war on the unvaccinated. Joe Biden is tougher on the unvaccinated than he is on the Taliban. You know, and look, and I know people that have, you know, they've chose to take the vaccine or maybe they took one shot or maybe two shots and they don't want to have to take a booster every few months or they don't want to take the second shot or they just don't like the idea of the government telling people that they need to take a vaccine. So, again, it transcends party lines as far as this is concerned, this medical freedom issue that's happening. And and I want to tip my hat off to you for actually taking the time to watch the NFL ever since they went woke. I have not spent one minute watching them. So, you know, my hat's off to you. But, you know, again, what are you going to do? You're going to close down an entire sports franchise. And that's why, you know, it's a big reason why I why I've chosen to run for the state house, Matt, because we need strong state leaders that are going to nullify and stand against this federal draconian tyranny that's being forced upon our states. And, you know, Biden, without saying it, he pretty much was calling out Texas and Florida, you know, in in his press conference. So we got to hold the line. And there's a lot of, you know, Republican legislators in the state house that are refusing to or, or at least they're silent on calling a special session to end all COVID mandates in the state of Florida. Well, yeah, first of all, whoever's writing these speeches and making the decisions behind the scenes, those are the real treasonous people that need to be brought up on charges. Biden's just sitting there reading whatever. I don't know if you <laughs> saw the picture of Biden taking a bunch of kids, uh, a picture in front with a bunch of kids and Trump hats. Oh, and yes. Trump t-shirts. Yes. And uh, yeah, well, we have that in the first segment, but it's just, it's really, uh, it's really funny to see. I was just glad he wasn't groping, sniffing and doing yes. whatever else he likes to do. Right. He right. He was rocking the chin strap too, the liberal chin strap where they put the mask down. With the mask down. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's as healthy as it gets. Absolutely. Very sanitary. <laughs> Trust the science, Matt Buff. Yeah. The science. Trust the science. But I want to, <laughs> I want to, uh, talk, talk to you about the NFL. I think the NFL kind of felt bad for all the BLM stuff and the lockdown stuff and all that was gone this weekend. I mean, I got Lee Greenwood and this is baseball. I got Lee Greenwood in New York singing uh, God bless America all over college uh, games in Alabama and Florida and Mm -hmm. other places. F Joe Biden chants were ringing out from the students and the NFL. I mean, the high fiving and the crowds and everything you don't really appreciate something until it's taken away from you for a yeah. year. Yes. I think Roger Goodell and the NFL said, guys, my bad. And you know, they're not going to apologize for what they did. Right. But going forward, understand who your fans are, Drake. Your right. fans are not a bunch of elitist lawyers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your fans are real salt of the earth Americans. Absolutely. So. Yeah. You know, most of them are God-fearing patriotic Americans, like you said. So I, I think you're right. It's kind of their way of, of repenting of their past sins of, of just bowing the knee to the, to the Marxism of, of BLM incorporated. Uh, so, you know, it is great to see, you know, stadiums filled um, last Saturday, I believe it was in Wisconsin, you know, where it, it had been over 500 days since they'd had a college football game in front of people packed jam-packed stadium and um the song of my youth and, and we're around the same age i believe matt uh, but the song of my youth uh, house of pain jump around 
came on and just seeing the stadium going nuts. Like that was, oh, I watched it like, I watched it like 10 times. One of my favorite videos. I saw the same thing. Yeah. And it was just a sea of people. It looked like a Trump rally, but yes. it was a college game. Yes. And it was just amazing to see. And and just like I said, and you're you're exactly there. One of my favorite videos, Drake. Yeah. But just to see when you take Americans' freedoms, they're not gonna put up with it for long. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came out last week to give that rousing speech and we're gonna get. We're gonna break that down more with uh, Drew Allen later in the broadcast. But and then this this not rousing, but just it was it was so un-American, so Marxist, and mm-hmm. so horrific. And the very next day, the college game started, and it was screw you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you, America today. Yeah, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> yes, absolutely, man. It's it's it. It's great, man. It really is just to see the pushback against, you know, this regime. And, you know, and over the weekend, look, 9-11, 20, 20 years since that horrible tragedy. Um, you saw the contrast of the events that, you know, uh, who should be our true president, President Trump. You know, him visiting the visiting the firefighters down there at Ground Zero, you know, uh, Free faces, not a mask inside. Everybody just just showing love, and then you saw, you know, the cabal of of, of Clinton, Obama, and Biden. You know, it just it just it looked it looked evil the way they were. They all had the black masks, and it just you know it just did not not look patriotic at all. They looked sinister, and I like how Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, for political oh. reasons, is still standing by Bill Clinton. They, wow. they these are two people that absolutely hate each other. Yes. <laughs> Yes. But um, Joe Biden went to lay a wreath, and I want to get your uh, 9-11 take, too, because on thebuffshow.com, you can see that presentation we did on our Saturday 9-11 special. We went mm-hmm. through the tale of Islam, and you guys, uh, that's been getting well-received all over the Internet, which is fantastic. Go to thebuffshow.com. It's the banner on the top. I do want to get your take on 9-11 specifically. But um, I don't know if you saw this, Drake. Joe Biden went to a survivors-only wreath laying. So it was just families who lost somebody, either um, in Pennsylvania, the Trade Center, mm-hmm. something like that. And he was getting booed by those family members as he was laying the wreath. They feel he's betrayed the country because mm-hmm. of what he pulled in Afghanistan. There's no apology. Nobody held accountable for that. And there's no love of country from this administration. And they're feeling it. They're hearing it from the people. And what are you going to do to disparage the vic- the survivors of 9-11? What are you going to do? Right. I, well, you know, and you saw a couple of weeks ago when the, you know, the bodies of the soldiers, the 13 that, um, you know, that tragically passed away in Afghanistan when they were returning. And, you know, that that iconic picture of him checking his watch and, and you know, it's just so disrespectful to our to our troops and you know you put that next to when you know there was a a a troop returning home when trump was in office and you you just you see the contrast of the signs of respect of how much you know the commander-in-chief appreciates the military and then you get the pretender-in-chief who's you know doing what he's doing so I, i i'm not surprised that he got booed you know at that survivors only ceremony where were you in, uh, when 9-11 happened early that yes. morning? Yeah. You know, I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. I was a junior in high school, uh, actually. I was just, I, my birthday is actually on September 10th. 
Um, so I just turned 17 years old. And um, I remember we were, I was allowed to go to school a little later that day as is because they had uh, what they call the I-step testing, which is like the state standardized testing. And I had already passed it. So um, I was just sitting in my room and, you know, my buddy who, who would pick me up for school every day, you know, he knocked on my window. This is before we had cell phones, you know, when you got, you either had to call somebody's house phone or knock on their, you knock on their bedroom window to, you know, to, to say hello. Um, I opened my window and he, he said, he said, New York city got bombed. And our, you know, I was like, what, uh, what, you know, and then we turned on the news, you know, 17 year olds never watched the news, but I just turned on the TV and just, just, absolutely shocked. And then we went to school and it was just so, so somber the whole entire day. Um, but then, you know, I remember, you know, that week and, and moving forward, just the sense of patriotism throughout the country, even at that young age, I could sense it. I could sense that there was a shift. Um, there was, you know, true unity, not the unity that the left, the left of 2021 talks about, I mean like true unity, uniting around the United States, uniting around our country's values, uniting around patriotism. Um, you know, I, I could just sense that, since that throughout, even at that young age, uh, you know, as you grow in wisdom and years and you kind of look back on the events that led to that and just the details and everything, there is so much more than meets the eye that, um, you know, that we can kind of go down. But, you know, I was, you know, I was a junior in high school, um, you know, just we'll, we'll all never forget that day. And, and, you know, my, my three kids, um, you know, my wife homeschools our children and, and each year, you know, she teaches them about, about that day, you know, and, and, and what happened and how we lost those 3000, 3000 souls. And, you know, she gets choked up every year, still teaching about it. So. No, that's, that's really good and mm -hmm. excellent story. And, and I did, I did remember that your birthday was the day before yep. my mom's birthday is on September 11th. And oh, so there's always that cloud, yes. you know, but it's still, we have to get out there. We have to talk about it. Talk right. about the root cause because what they've done in Afghanistan with this petri dish of uh, terrorism that you created, we have to be more vigilant than ever. Mm -hmm. Drake, give everybody your website and information. Yeah, absolutely. You can go to votedrake.com. Uh, you know, check out my website, beautifully done by JJC Marketing Solutions. Make sure you contact them for all your marketing needs. But yeah, if you go to votedrake.com on Facebook, it's at votedrakewords at the Drake Wirtz on Instagram. Uh, we are banned on Twitter and I'm not going back because they are globalists and uh, yeah, Twitter sucks. But <laughs> anyway, so that's where you can go. Look, I am all over the place right now. You can catch me at, at, at so many events here through here throughout this Sunday, particularly as we're recording this, this Sunday, September the 19th, two o'clock downtown Orlando. We are having a recall Jerry Dimmings rally being hosted by my main man, another friend of the buff show, Dr. Willie Monahue, congressional district 10 candidate. Uh, we're going to, we're going to do all that we can to take out dictator Dimmings and, and hold him accountable for what he's doing to orange County. But again, go to vote Drake.com. Uh, check out the issues, check out what we got going on. I hate asking for money, but please, if you could chip in a few bucks, it goes a long way because we're going to need money to win this race. And, uh, you know, duty is ours. The results are God's. We're going all in, my friends. Excellent. Everybody check out votedrake.com. Drake, great conversation today. We'll get you back on very soon and uh, talk more about all this stuff that's going on. So thanks for joining us. Thank you, Buff. You take care, my friend. All right. We'll be right back right here on The Buff Show. 
Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair and electronics repair. We fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. We also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up, back covers are only $120. We have two locations to serve you in Sanford and DeBerry. Visit Cellulartronics.com or call 407 407- 3032-3396. That's cellulartronics.com or 407-302-3396. Welcome back to The Buff Show, 94.9 FM, AM 950, The Answer, Orlando. Good friend of our show. You know him very well from DrewThomasAllen.com. The book is great. Drew, how you doing today? Good to have you back on the show. Hey, it's a good day to be with you, Matt. Yeah, tell everybody about the book because now more than ever with Marxism, got to have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we need some um, uncommon sense to be common again. That's the title of the book. Un- uncommon sense uh, that addresses our present state of tyranny and civil war. So I wrote that back in 2020. And of course, here we are. Sadly, the predictions yeah. have come true. It really has. Get your take. We're going to talk California recall coming up here real quick. Um Egg throwing at a black guy. Only cool if you're not a liberal. But here, <laughs> here's uh, here's Biden out there talking about these vaccine mandates for businesses all over America. Um, the the social the Marxist. This isn't socialism. This is complete Marxism. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. It's totalitarianism, Marxism, authoritarianism. Uh, many names. It's despotism. It has no place in America. That's the point. And I got to say, you know, I, I predicted before he went and gave that speech, everything except actually mandating two businesses in this country. Um, that was the only thing that was shocking to me. Everything else I expected. And that was the most dangerous speech ever given by an American president in this country. It was when it, just dogging Americans the way he did, doxing them talking about their status and and saying that we're fed up with you and our patience is running thin and we're, we're sick and tired of you and we're done with you. What kind, I mean, it was the most dangerous uh, speech and all this being said, he exempts the post office, the one people you interact with. (laughs) I mean, who is writing this stuff? Whoever's writing this stuff needs to be tried for treason. And he needs Biden needs to go along with them because he's reading it like it's his own. So both of them need to be put out to dry prison, not just impeachment for the way they're handling this. This is way unconstitutional. Drew, I'm glad that lawsuits are forming left and right. Yeah, I, I got to say, I don't have a lot of faith in our judicial system these days. Um, you know, Unconstitutional uh, mandates and uh, actions have taken place throughout our history because you have an amoral court or an amoral Supreme Court that rules one way or the other. I mean, we had the Dred Scott decision, for example, that defied the Constitution and said that blacks didn't weren't didn't have the rights that were given to uh, other Americans. They weren't considered citizens. Uh, we've had other other issues as well. I mean, we won't get into it for this conversation, but. Uh, even the um, uh, Roe v. Wade, uh, regardless of where you fall on your abortion stance, that was not constitutional. They had to tie themselves into pretzels uh, to go out of the way to find things that, that had no, no place. They had no, uh, uh, they did not support for a second 
um, abortion. There's no constitutional right to that. And, and what's amazing here now is, um, you know, the, the beauty of America, of course, Matt, is that we were the system was devised to have uh, put the power in the state's hands. And I haven't seen such a blatant, flagrant rejection of that as what just took place in that speech in which the federal government is now saying uh, all 50 states, all employers. It, it's un-American. It really is. At the same time, because you brought up Roe v. Wade, at the same time, their DOJ is suing the state of Texas because of the heartbeat bill. Anywhere you find a heartbeat, that's life, by the way. And so if if they're really after protecting kids, but okay with ki killing babies, this is just all political garbage. They have no moral compass. They don't understand what they're talking about. And we're being led by a group of people that absolutely want to demolish this country. They don't care about children. No, I mean, if you ask the left, they'll try and suggest that it's not a child until X week or X month or so on and so forth, which is bogus. Um, Scientifically, you know, it's completely bogus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if 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 I reached into an, a, a bird's nest uh, and that egg was not yet hatched and I just took it out and stuck it under my foot and crushed it beneath me, PETA would be coming for me saying that I, I, I you know, snuffed out a, a bird's life. But when it comes to a human being, they want to make arguments to suggest that, oh, it's not a baby until this, until that. And certainly a heartbeat. I mean, I reject the idea that it's not a baby until X week. It's a baby from conception. I mean, plain and simple. Uh, but, you know, the heartbeat ban, what, you know what they're upset about, Matt? It's this. Many states have passed heartbeat bans. But what the judicial system has done and what the Democrat Party has figured out is how to utilize it to supersede and take away the power of states to govern. And so they can go to a court, find a federal district court judge or whoever it is, somebody friendly, and they just put a stay on it. But yeah. the myth is that is that 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 the Supreme Court or any other court has the ability to erase laws. It's this writ of erasure fallacy. That law is actually still on the books. And all it would take is for another uh, a different composed court to just say, OK, we're going to enforce this. But that's how they've managed to do this. And what's brilliant, like it or not, about the Texas bill is it finds a way around how the Democrats consistently stop uh Republican legislatures and so on and so forth from passing legislation and enforcing legislation that they don't like. And so by giving the citizens the ability to bring lawsuits, they can't sue the states to put a stay anymore. They're the ones that are going to be sued. And even if even if for, for some reason one court dismisses a case, it doesn't stand for the rest of the court system. So these cases are going on and on. And the point is, it's been successful. As soon as they passed this and started pushing this through, uh, in, in, like in Lubbock, Texas, for example, guess what? The abortion clinic suddenly said, uh-oh, we're liable. And they obeyed. And they started helping us. <laughs> the abortion clinics are saying, hey, you know what? That baby has a heartbeat. We can't do the abortion. It's about time. <laughs> it's, I mean, how long can this madness go on? Every, I don't want to hear follow the science from anybody that supports abortion. Not at all. Let's switch over to California real quick because I know that's where you're from. I wanted to bring you on to talk about this. Thank you for all the court insight. And that's people why voting is so important because of the judges that people appoint. That is a huge deal. 
but I, I brought you on to talk about California. Um, liberal broad in a gorilla mask throws a uh, egg at, at Larry Elder, missed him by inches, but liberals have no skills whatsoever, and that includes athletics. So, Obama threw the baseball mat. Yeah. Do you remember who was it? Fauci? I remember Fauci. Fauci yeah, Fauci throwing a baseball. I mean, it's just it's it's so gay. But um, I'll tell you this: Larry Elder seems to be pretty popular in there. But when I saw that egg throwing, it reminded me how they were boarding up businesses before the 2020 election. What's going to happen in California if Larry Elder gets in there? You're going to see an insurrection. An insurrection in the state of California by leftist Marxist Democrats who will be organized and protesting. And what I'm really concerned about, Matt, you know, this really goes back to 2016. I mean, there's been cheating that's gone on for a long time. But 2016, yeah. remember, Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party uh, rejected the the, uh, the the results of the election in 2016. So they started this. And then 2020... We never had this resolved. We still have stories and reports coming out from Maricopa County and throughout these swing states in which they're finding evidence of not limited fraud, widespread voter fraud. And yet you've got people on the news and people on the left and even rhinos who are saying, nope, nothing to see here. We got to move on. And so the point is, there is still distrust. And, and the, the Democrat Party out here has done nothing to ensure that whatever happens next week is accepted by either side. And my point is because they're conducting this election out here just like they did 2020. I didn't request a ballot. I got an unsolicited mail-in ballot. And so did everyone else on the voter rolls, which weren't purged. So you have and a same that's why, that's why Gavin Newsom's not going anywhere. I just want that to be known. But go ahead. Yeah. And so, okay, look, this was a bipartisan recall effort, regardless of the lying message and the talking points from the left right now that this is a Republican recall effort. It goes back to everything. What this is, is a rejection of what we're seeing in the White House today, a rejection of what, the way the government views themselves and our role as their servants. And that's why this is such an important moment. I can't think of another election, state election, governor election race that has had been more important in our history because 2022 is a long way away. 2024 is even further. So this is an opportunity to make our voices be heard and let the Democrats understand that they should fear us. But with these mail-in ballots, I'm telling you, if Larry Elder does not win and, and Gavin Newsom is not recalled, no one's going to accept it on the right. And if Larry Elder wins, they're not going to accept it on the left. So in many ways, we're set up for failure. And uh, that is a direct result and consequence of the Democratic Party. Oh, absolutely. Quickly, because we just have a few seconds left. Give me your predictions for what happens in California. Well, I'm going to predict that Governor Newsom is recalled. I'm going to predict that Larry Elder is elected. And then we're going to have boarded up windows and riots. I, I believe you're right. I just don't. After what I've seen when you talked about the 2020 election, Maricopa County and all this stuff that I've seen, the way they're still doing the same thing and nobody's stopping it, I believe that Newsom stays, Larry gets close, but the recall doesn't happen, and then the talk of rigged election comes back up. Let's see who's right between me and Drew. Like you said, yeah. either 
say there's really no right answer because the trust is gone. No, there'll be no healing either way. No, there will be no healing. DrewThomasAllen.com. Everybody go check him out. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. We'll get you back very soon. Thanks, Mac. Great to be with you. You too. We'll be right back right here on The Buff Show. You work hard for your money. Did you know that when you pay your rent, you're probably paying the landlord's mortgage or loan? Eddie Tavares from EXP Realty can help you change that from helping you get pre-approved to finding your new home. Eddie Tavares will help you every step of the way. Call Eddie Tavares now at 407-747-9944. That's 407-747-9944. EddieTavares.exprealty.com. Welcome back to The Buff Show, heading into our final segment. And you can catch all these segments on our streaming channels, our website, thebuffshow.com. Don't miss an interview on The Buff Show. And we got a great one for you right now from behind the headlines and also Real American Voices. Karen Turk is back on the show. Great to have you on the show, Karen. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. I always love coming on your show. Oh, well, we appreciate that. And it's always fun. We always have great conversations. I mean, what haven't we covered with you on the show? Aliens, we've talked about Biden. What haven't we covered? Aliens and Biden, the two seem to go hand in hand. Yeah, I guess they're synonymous with each other, the way he's been acting. I love the picture of him with the Trump kids. That was a good one. That truly tells you he doesn't know where he's at. He has no idea what's going on. It's just insane to just think that this is where our country is right now. But we're going to get through it. And 2024 is just around the corner. So we got to take our country back. We have to. And more closely, 2022, it just seems like every day with this administration, they're putting us deeper in the gutter. So hopefully that 2022 and 2024 gets here quickly. Trump was well received over 9-11 weekend. Biden, not so much. Not so much. This Afghanistan thing's really going to hurt him as well it should. You know, this has been a major blow to a lot of Americans who voted for him. I think there's a lot of people that were on the other side of the aisle that, you know, for me, obviously, that, you know, went ahead and with good intentions thought that they needed to, you know, pull that blue lever. And they're questioning that now, seeing what that impact is going to have on our country and really on the world. So, you know, bad move, bad move on Biden's part, but there's been so many bad moves, but that was the the really big bad move lately. Oh yeah, I agree. The three things that I think are really killing him right now, inflation, Afghanistan, and mandates. Mm-hmm. Americans, you saw the football stadiums this weekend. Americans just aren't having any of this anymore. Yeah, they're not. And you know, my favorite video has to be the one from the Hard Rock. I don't know if you saw the cat video, but I would, I would encourage everybody to watch this video. It's a a college game, I think, that went on at uh, the Hard Rock Stadium down here, and there was a cat loose in the stadium, and the cat actually fell from the top tier of the stadium and was caught in an American flag and survived to tell the tale. Pun intended. Oh my. Okay, that was amazing. Now, another thing people are probably wondering is, is why we put a 1960s clip of a Star Trek clip in there. But you did this great story I want to talk about. Um, icon Nichelle Nichols. A lot of people know her from uh, Star Trek as Lieutenant Natoya Ura. Did I say that right? Ahura, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm a Star Trek fan. You know, I like spaceships and anything along those lines. So That's big Star right. Trek fan. Okay, now you wrote this story because everybody's been talking about Britney Spears and her conservatory uh, conservativeship, but you, there's this big battle going on with her. She she's now 88 years old. 
Um, beautiful woman in Star Trek. You told me too that she shared the first interracial kiss. You talk about that. She did with William Shatner. That's another, that's yeah. a, that was a, a classic TV moment. And you know, the really interesting thing about Nichelle Nichols is behind the scenes, she also was super involved with NASA. She actually brought more women and more minorities to the space program than anybody in history. This woman not only was a force to be reckoned with in front of the camera, but also a force behind it. And it's crazy to think that we're now at this moment, we're talking about her as another person being stripped of their basic American rights, their constitutional rights, and is now living in a guardianship, a conservatorship. And, um, you know, her, her life has been stolen from her, as it is for so many others, whether it's Britney Spears or so many other people. Um, you know, I know you have a huge audience in Orlando and in the Orlando area. And really, Orlando and Orange County have been plagued with guardianship problems from the Rebecca Fearley case where, uh, you know, she was basically, she's on trial now for the aggravated death of one of her wards to other cases that fly under the radar because they're not someone who's famous or not somebody who's high profile. You know, I got involved in this subject because my mother was a subject of a guardianship. And this is a real profit center in our Florida courts. And it's something every single family needs to be aware of. And what I love about the Nichelle Nichols story is that it's a story that's making an impact because people are interested in what's happened to her. She's an iconic actress. She's an amazing person, still working to this day, still acting, has dementia. But, you know, according to her friends, it's only mild dementia, although she's been labeled now as not capable of taking care of herself or making her own decisions. Um, you know, she has really become a poster child for guardianship and for conservatorship and any of these celebrity stories that we can get out there. It's just showing people that it can happen to anyone, it can happen to anyone. That's what's horrible about this story. And that's why I wanted to talk about this, because I was thinking it just can't be Britney Spears. There has to be more. And mm -hmm. when this story is really scary, because if you make something of yourself and put away like she did, you know, she had a great, fabulous career, probably has good assets. And what's happening um, is her is the business trying the business manager fighting with her kids. What what is is it her family versus the industry? What's going on there? You know, let's call this like it is. The people that profit in guardianship are two people. It's the lawyers and the professional guardians, and they're all tied in with the judges. So when you look at her case, it's pretty typical. Any time there is strife between a family or strife between the individuals that are supposed to care for someone who's elderly or vulnerable, you end up in a situation where predatory attorneys are able to take advantage, come in and make a lot of money by taking on these cases and getting people into guardianship. And unfortunately, a power of attorney or the wishes that Michelle had or the wishes my mother had at that point are thrown out the window. So you can do all the estate planning you want. You can think you're prepared. But the minute that there is an opportunity of vulnerability as far as the family fighting with each other, which is exactly what happened in her situation, that happens to so many people, then the predators are able to come in. When I say predators, I'm talking about litigious attorneys that come in and profit on this in a way that is extremely sinister. Although it's legal, it's hard to believe that it is. It. That's what gets me, the legality parts of this. I mean, it seems like there's no way to protect yourself. How do you get in a situation where there is no conservatorship option? 
in in this in right now in our current environment in 38 states in this country we have widespread corruption in our courts and until this system is completely overhauled and changed every single person on this planet in this country is really vulnerable within the system because there is no real regulation what we see is basically the fox is watching the hen house and i'll give you florida as a perfect example they just came out with this florida guardianship improvement task force i went to the first meeting because i wanted to see what it was all about and what we've got is a bunch of judges and lawyers and people that are profiting from the system now looking at it to reform the system I'm super confused about how that's going to be structured. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be very positive for the state of Florida. We really need some sort of federal action. And I don't know whether or not it's going to happen under this administration, but maybe we can make this a bipartisan issue. And maybe this is something that America could come together on because every single American could be prey to this system until the system changes. We are all at risk, no matter what kind of planning you have in place. No, we all are. And it, it should scare the heck out of everybody listening because this could happen to you, me, anybody. Now, did Britney, let's, Britney Spears, she signed off on the conservatorship. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know exactly what happened initially. I know that her father was her conservator. As we all know, there's been pretty public. He's now stepped down. And as a matter of fact, I, I read this morning that Britney Spears has gotten engaged. So that's a step in the right direction. So it looks like her conservatorship probably will end in some degree, but it's going to end after this girl for 13 years has been in a position where she's been making $400,000 a year as a major pop star and celebrity while her attorneys and her father were making millions. Figure that one out. So when people say this isn't about profit and that you know, that there, there are good people out there. I'm sure that there are, but when the system works in a way, it becomes intensely profitable. You are always gonna have greed and you're gonna have corruption. And that's what we're seeing all over this country. And Michelle Nichols, really this Star Trek story, she's a beautiful woman. She's done so much for our country, so much for vulnerable people over the years. She's really been a leader and to watch her go through this is just a testament to the fact that this is something that every single American should be concerned about. No, absolutely. What the, um, I want everybody to go to KarenTurk.com, catch her on Newsmax and also on Real America's Voice. Uh, you've been everywhere lately, and I'm glad you're covering stories like this because when these situations get created and then you get older, like she is, 88 years old, everything you worked for could be gone. Gone. Could be gone, and her kids, they, they would get nothing. This gone. is a real it problem. It's a real problem and it's, it's essentially, it is legalized human trafficking. And I've been asked before, why is this a bipartisan issue? What are the things that people should be concerned on, you know, as far as this being an issue that we can all come together on? And the, and the one thing is this is legalized human trafficking. So think about it that way. It's basically turning people into a commodity product for profit. And the second part of this is, is that this is also a system that strips constitutional rights. And we should all be very concerned about our constitutional rights, especially in the current environment that we're in. And to know that your constitutional rights can be stolen from you pretty easily by a court without you even being present, that's pretty unreal. And it's something that people are waking up to. But until I became you know, a, a family of this system, you know, where my mother was a victim of the system, I didn't know this. You don't know until you're affected by it. But I think with stories like Michelle Nichols and Britney Spears, Finally, with some of these celebrity stories coming out, people are paying attention. Well, that's good because we need to. 
when there's much fraud that affects people's life that much, it has to be stopped. There's got to be a way. So thank you for keeping up the good fight against this because, like you said, it could affect us all. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's something I'm really passionate about. Thanks for having me on to talk about it. Yes, Karen Turk, everybody. Check her out, karenturk.com. And we'll see you next time when you come on the Buff, uh, Buff Show. Probably next month, I hope. And God knows what we'll be talking about then. <laughs> Sounds good. I look forward. All right. There's Karen Turk, everybody. We are done for this show. Thank you very much for tuning in. All the links will be posted on thebuffshow.com. Check out the podcast and the archives. God bless you. Have a great night.